Thanks for listening to the 200 Churches Podcast, episode 174. So 200 churches. That's why we do what we do. It's time for pastors to stop looking in the mirror, questioning themselves, asking why their church isn't growing. Hey, do ministry where you're at. Love the people in your church. Year after year, faithfully, you try to grow. Grow yourself. Grow yourself and grow your leaders. Grow in your love for your community. Grow in your love for your people. Grow in your love for God. All these things... All these things will cause your church to grow as God grows it. Welcome to the 200 Churches Podcast, where every Wednesday we produce a fresh episode of ministry encouragement for pastors of small churches. Now here are two guys who, like you, serve in the trenches of small church ministry. The Fred and Barney of Ministry Podcast, Jeff and Johnny. This is the 200 Churches Podcast. My name is Jeff Katie. I am here finally, finally live in the studio with my sidekick. Sidekick? Yeah, you're my you're my henchling. You're my jamoke. <laughs> you're minion? You're minion, my Johnny. Johnny Craig. You my, know what's weird? My assistant gopher. To to the to the listener of the podcast, they don't they don't know that I've been gone. They Do you know what I'm saying? I think they've been able to tell. They've been I able was to on the podcast it. last week. Yeah, but they they know when you're really not around, though. I they think. know when I'm not in the church doing my work. There have been people driving slowly up and down the street in the last couple sure. weeks. Sure, I think they're looking for it. They're just wondering if you're around. The Johnny Spotters. Johnny Spotters. Did they see the man bun? Like the Did Johnny... I see a man bun? Is that like the Johnny on the spot? Yeah. Similar. What do they call those things? Honey pots? <sighs> what are you talking about? Those little things at carnivals where if you have to go to the bathroom. Oh, poor potties. Poor, no, don't say that. You can't say that on a religious broadcast. Oh, I apologize. That's why they're called Johnny on the Spot. Johnny on the Johnny's Spots. Johnny's on the Spots. I've never heard Honey Pot. That's a new one. I'm it's, sorry. They're called Honey Pots. Okay. It's like a nice way of saying that it's others. That's really other that stuff. That sounds disgusting, actually. That sounds substantially worse See, than I've done Porta some, Potty. <laughs> I've done some mission trips, and we've had to we've had to actually have these flatbed trailers and, and haul around Honey Pots for you know purposes. Come on. No, seriously. The people you were ministering to, where do they go to the bathroom? We can't talk about good that. Good enough for them, good enough for you. No, actually, it was for our, it was for everybody on the site. They probably felt like they were living Not the high. website, but actually the location sure. site. <laughs> we need to get back on track. Oh, boy. On track. Johnny, oh you've been gone for five weeks. I've been gone, man. And we had recorded some ahead, amazingly. Yep. I don't know how. We do what we do. And so it's like you have never been gone. The last, I was just saying to you, the last time I was in this seat, pulled up to this microphone, yeah. my phone rang, yes. and my wife's water had broken. Can you say that on a religious broadcast? Pro- her bay of waters ruptured. That's, That's what they not, kept saying. Okay, we're going to stop right there. No, it's not you can put better. The, absolutely. It's not better. The, I said that to her. Somebody, the nurse kept on saying that. Like, well, I believe <laughs> no. your Bay of Waters has ruptured. <laughs> it's like a joke. What is she a topographer us. or something? <laughs> I don't know. Or what? I thought. Like, what is this Bay of Waters? <laughs> so, anyways, we were talking to John Finkeldy, and I showed up super late for the podcast recording. Yes, I'm on the last you did. five minutes. You did. It's like you three did. episodes, four episodes ago. I showed up at the last five minutes, and then. Two minutes into the next one, I was out. I was gone. I think that is going to be next week's episode. You'll hear me at the beginning, and then you'll hear me yep. just dip. Yep, and then you at just the take off. At the end of the last Finkeldy episode, in the outtakes, you can hear me being like, 
my water, my wife's water broke. Like you can hear me kind of. You put that all in the outtakes, I think. I did. Of that episode. So, And that yeah. was like one something. When her bay remember. of waters ruptured. Yeah, that's, right. that's what happened. That's right. So, and so, so you've been five weeks at home yeah, man. with uh, uh, a newborn and a yep. four and five month old. Five months now, yep. Okay, and then your three-year-old son yep. and your almost six-year-old son. Correct. How's it been? Well, Are it's you normal. Uh, you know, it's normal life. I do you have the gift of stay-at-home dad? Every, uh, <laughs> Your wife's listening. What uh, are you going to say? You know, I my brother is a stay-at-home dad. I have a lot of respect for, for stay-at-home dads. I really do. I, I don't... It would be a work of patience for me to be a stay-at-home dad. You could just say you're just not maybe wired for it. I think the Lord it. would sanctify me thoroughly in that process. But I, I'm happy to be at work. I'll put it that way. Well, my own son might be a stay-at-home dad yeah. for a while. There maybe even for a long while. Who knows? So uh, props to stay-at-home yeah, fathers. Yeah, like I say, it's nothing about respect. My brother does it, and if I had to do it, I would do it. Um, but I'm I'm very happy. I'm very happy to be employed, Jeff. Please don't fire me on air again. I wonder if more. I I wonder if kids who gr- grow up with stay-at-home dads instead of stay-at-home moms. I wonder if they get into more fights in school because they were around their dad more than their mom. I have check I'm, the research on that for me, will you? Johnny? I will. Yeah, I'm get your research assistant. I'll I'll hit the Google pretty hard on that <laughs> one. Google and find out <laughs> what the answer is. Oh I have man, no idea, Johnny. The cool thing is that we've hit some new records since you've been gone. Probably because with, with 200 churches. Hey, we hit some records last year while you were gone too. So we did. so we're on the we growth did. trajectory. So it's a lot of fun. and the truth is that we have been we've seen organic growth for. Three and a half years now. We hustle about as much as Bartolo Colon for all the baseball fans out there. That'll make sense. Okay. Well, it made sense to them. There you go. Not to me, but to them, I'm sure it did. So does he hustle at all? <laughs> no hustle. Not at all? No? So, no hustle. See, because we're we're just pastors of a 200 church, yep. and we're just, busy. sir. Yeah, we're just that, and because we're not these you know mega broadcast uh, people. No, nobody are, does my work for me, and then I take credit. That is accurate. No. I'm just the pastor so of a 200 we, church. So we do it all ourselves, yeah. and uh, and the growth we've seen has been organic, Yep, and it's been cool in the last few months to really see a spike in our listenership. There was Toward the beginning of us doing this podcast, I was talking to my wife about it, and I said, you know, I'd love to see, see it grow, 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 but, you know, I don't... I feel like if I go and try to try to bend the internet toward our podcast, like, is that really true growth? And she said, you know, if it's good and God is in it, then it will grow. And it really has. It's really grown, and I think it is because of that, because we, we haven't expended a whole bunch of you know, energy and time really trying to push it and optimize and do all the things that we should do and put it through the launch trajectory and blah, 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 blah. We didn't go to podcasters boot camp and all this nonsense, right? We just, we've just done it. Don't, well, don't mock all that because I've been thinking about doing it this, <laughs> this summer. We, we might be doing it. We might be going to a For only $797, you can come to podcasters boot camp. Are you ready to get over that 10,000 listener hump? Stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, like that. Exactly we haven't done that, that. Kind of stuff. So I'm just saying, it's been organic. I'm happy. We, we have good listeners. It, it has been. We have good. We have a family kind of of listeners. It seems like. But with newer listeners, they may wonder, what is 200 churches? Why 200 churches? Yeah, they may have been listening, and we don't talk about this all the time. They wonder if this is just a show about clowns. Yeah, I understand right. clowns. <laughs> well, you you are on with me, by right? clowns at right? least. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 
So uh, 200 churches are churches of around what, Johnny? Well, how do you I'll like to you say that? They're, they're, they're around 200, give or take 100 or two. 100 or two. That's yeah. how you like to Which say Which is it. anywhere between like zero to 399 and a half. Your house churches of like six people to yeah. 499. Yeah. And the truth is some people say 85%, but I'm going to lowball it to make sure we cover it. At least 80% of the churches in America yeah. are 200 or under. Yeah. So those are the normal churches. Yeah. And the unnormal or not normal churches are churches that are in the other 20%. Yeah. And they're the ones that are over 200. Yeah. Yep. The top one half of 1% are over what, Johnny? 10,000. Over 10,000. Top one half of 1%. So if you're listening, raise your hand if you've ever been to a church growth conference or a church ministry conference at a church with over 10,000 people. I thought you were going to say, raise your hand if you're a pastor of a church with over 10,000. I was going to go, oh, Bill Hybels in the back there. They, Thank you for coming. They're not listening. <laughs> no, they're not. <laughs> Bill listens to the 20,000 yeah, churches podcast. Exactly, the 20, I like because that. Because he's stuck at that 20,000 people barrier. He's got to get past that barrier. He just can't seem if to He optimizes some that. things, he'll get okay, there. Okay, maybe it's 30,000 now. <laughs> whatever, whatever. But still, it's just another barrier. All these conferences are at huge churches. They're they're all at these churches that are, you know, at least five thousand, right? Ten thousand, if if you know, they're real serious churches about reaching people, right? And that's where you go to learn how to do ministry. Well, it seems to make sense that you wouldn't go to a small church to learn about church growth, right? You'd go to a large church to learn about church growth. That just seems to make sense. Yeah. And you would learn everything, and you would leave, and you would go and do likewise, and your church would just skyrocket. Absolutely would. Right? I mean, and if you use the same principles. Soon you're teaching at the next conference. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. I mean, if you were exactly like the person leading that church yeah, in a that In an area exactly like the area that they found themselves it, in. I mean, with a with a makeup of people in your church exactly like the makeup of people in yep. their church. Mm-hmm. And the same demographic in then, terms of you know, family income. and You'd be fine. Yeah, all that stuff. But unfortunately, that's that's not really the case. It's so reality, no. So we, we made a little list of, you know, why do we do 200 churches? Yeah. What started it for us back in January of 2013? That fateful car ride in your Pontiac, Montana. My Pontiac, Montana. What a, what I, you a, know, I had two of those. Ride. I had <laughs> one, phenomenal. and then I had another one. Do you love that car? I still have the Montana. You do still have the Montana. Anyways, yeah, yeah 2013. <laughs> okay, yeah, let's keep going. January of 2013, yeah. So the loudest leadership development and, le- and church growth of voices in ministry circles emphasize success, strategy, they emphasize growth, all under the call of reaching more people for Jesus. Now, we've always taken the position, we have a little lighthearted fun about big churches and big church pastors, like we just did about poor Mr. Hybels. Right. Poor Mr. Hybels. Right. Um, but we don't, we don't want to throw dirt on other people's ministries, okay? We never do that. Seriously. I hope not. No, seriously. <laughs> so don't we comb don't. the archives. We but never do that. Yeah, we really don't. And there's great work happening in these larger churches. Our our only problem was they were the only voices that seemed to be being heard. The only voices that had any sort of microphone placed up to them. And and the problem with that is that you really at some point it stops being about uh making your church 
the best church that it can be. And it starts to be about how to make carbon copies of churches that were successful someplace else. Right. Right. And that doesn't work. No, it doesn't. I mean, if it does work, it's extremely rare. So rare. Yeah. But what is not rare and what is not uncommon is for pastors to go to these conferences. And maybe many of you that are listening have done this. You've gone to these conferences and you come back and you're all excited and you get back to your church and you realize that it's it's not going to happen in in a week or two or a month or two you are discouraged and sometimes further back than where you were when you went to that conference to begin with so pastors get discouraged when the christian culture acts like mega churches are the norm and the expectation they they just get discouraged and maybe you've been discouraged before and johnny we talked about this three and a half years ago, and said, what if there was a podcast to encourage pastors of small churches by pastors of small churches? Exactly. And when we say small, we're saying that a 200 church is is small in comparison, of course, to a 10,000 church or a 1,000 church. And there's a lot of people who say, 200 people, man, that's that's a big church. I'd kill it, right. for 200 people. Right. Yeah, we're but, just kind of setting that as the bar. But we, I mean, we define it as any church right. under about 300. Yeah. We just, just slap the label 200 church. Because that's what we are. There because, because that's what we are. Yeah. And honestly, since I've been here almost 13 years, we've had a church of about 200. Yeah. Exactly. And there's been a lot of stuff that's happened. So, Johnny, I told you yesterday we talked in our church about what has been accomplished over the course of 12 years. Over $2 million given to missions. That's a cool list, in over In over 12 years. We've had dozens and dozens of college students come through and get trained and get equipped and really sent out into churches, into, uh, into factories, businesses, hospitals, yeah. schools. Uh, they're doing social work. They're doing all kinds of things all around the country and all around the world just from being uh, equipped in our little church on the corner here in our town. One of 14 churches in town. Yeah. That's just one. That's just one. And so many students who came through and became missionaries who are serving overseas right. in missions capacities are serving uh, at universities, you know, in the United States or places in the United States as pastors, as missionaries. So, I mean, that that kind of impact, too, where, uh, yeah, one small church, like you said, that, that figure about $2 million, I mean, that's just incredible. You know, $2 million to furthering missions, that's just amazing. So pastors that are not affirmed, that are discouraged, uh, that are in their small churches and saying, you know, we, we don't have much to offer. There's really not much right. that we can do. You know, why am I even here? Why am I doing this? If you've been there for five years or three years or 10 years, look back and just start just start writing down the things that God has done through your church and ask yourself if you want to multiply your church by two to 300,000 times in just America, how much is God doing through smaller churches? I mean, he's doing a lot through bigger churches, yep, yes, yep. but the opposite of that is is true as well. He's also doing a lot through small churches. Well, I think part of this, because church growth is glamorized, and again, we all want to see church growth, okay? But because church growth is so glamorized and growth at all costs and grow, 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 baby, grow, and all this different kind of stuff, yeah. small churches are criticized because why aren't you growing numerically in these ways or fast enough. Do you know what I mean? Well, it's like the churches that only measure dollars and attendance. Yeah, absolutely. Those are not the best measurements in a church. No, and so that's what you're saying is go back, 
you're feeling maligned, you're feeling criticized, you're feeling small because your church is small, right, in the eyes of the world. Really, your church is normal, right? 80% of churches at least are that size. But you're feeling maligned because your church is small. Go back and start to list your accomplishments. What is that old... Counting your blessings, that old hymn. Yeah, yeah. Name <laughs> them go. one by one. Name them one by one. Yeah, yeah. But really, that's how we and the, we see what God has done, right? It's kind of a cheesy old hymn, but there's truth to it. There's reality there that we remember. And look, I don't want to get like this is a Christian podcast, but I don't know, like the Bible. But really, you know, all through the Old Testament, God says, "Hey, remember when I did this for you? Hey, remember how I did this for you? Hey, remember when this happened?" And the prophets are always telling Israel, "You got to remember. You got to remember what God did. You got to remember what God did. You got to remember." We we remember so that we can give praise to God, and then we God doesn't want you to feel bad about your church. I guarantee you that much right now, because God's doing work at your church. God is using you at your church in that community. And he's saying, hey, remember what I did through your church. Don't feel maligned. Don't feel small because your numbers aren't, you know, whatever, 10,000 plus. You are doing good kingdom work. Keep it up. Keep it up. And there have been small church conferences popping up around the country. Very cool. Where pastors are going and they're this peer, it's peer mentoring and uh, peer leadership development where we're learning from each other how to have healthy churches. And in fact, I've been to a lot of these large church conferences, and I'm convinced, and and they don't do this on purpose, and they don't mean to do this, No, but I don't think that, that large church conferences adequately explain to the attendees how to integrate their teaching with the actual ministries that are happening in their churches. So sure. you know they're seeing they're seeing how this looks on a church of ten or fifteen or twenty thousand, right? But but they don't have the translation to go back to their church and and say, okay, now how do I apply this to my church of seventy five or to my church of? Uh, the, I mean, there were more greeters at that church than there are people right, right in my church. Yeah, literally, yeah. the greeters ministry is maybe five or ten times the size of my church. So why do we think we can we can learn? stuff that we can just easily come back and and apply well and so many i mean these pastors like you said it's not an intentional thing but they can go and say here's here's a here's how you make a ministry uh here's how you make a uh what do you call a series a a preaching series right and then they'll they'll break out all these graphics these creative videos these teaching moments these all these things and they have a whole staff dedicated to creating content that is used around that teaching series well, guess what? If you have 65 people in your church, you might be using transparencies on your overhead, okay, let alone having the the expertise to put together a, a slick graphics package. Do you have good InDesign skills, Jeff? Well, unless they just give them to you, right? Well, they give them to you. That's one thing, but... There's still a translation to people. But but isn't it a little bit like, you know, Saul's armor on David? Bingo. When they give it to you? It doesn't fit. Okay, now you've got it, but you didn't create it. You can't move you in that. You come up with it. Right. You know, this wasn't your passion or your vision. That makes a huge difference. And you're trying to fit it to your own approach to ministry, and, and that doesn't work real well. It doesn't. You know, pastors are also, uh, they're, they're under... They're under siege in their own minds because they know that their people can listen to any pastor, any Bible teacher on the planet via the internet, and they're being compared to them 
all the time. Yeah. And if not overtly, then the pastor, he kind of always knows or she kind of always knows that, uh, that, that is, their people are listening. They're listen- they can listen to anything. That wasn't true even 10 years ago. Right. That wasn't even true 10 years ago. I mean, you could do it. It was a lot harder sure. 10 years ago. In fact, 10 years ago, the first iPhone had not even come out yet. That's wild. Hadn't even come out yet 10 years ago. Yeah. Podcasts were virtually unknown 10 years ago. You'd have to go to a website and download an MP3 and then connect your MP3 player to your computer. <laughs> I mean, it was it was pretty it was pretty uh, yeah. ar- archaic back then. Nobody's doing that, right? Um, but, but today anybody can listen to any pastor anywhere on the planet. Yeah, and that is that is uh, not helpful to pastors who struggle with uh, it's not, confidence. It's not helpful, and I feel like I'm I'm starting to sound like I'm taking shots, and I don't want to. Don't take shots. I'm not going to take shots because, and you said this take earlier. Shots. Take I'm not, shots. Not, no. Take shots. <laughs> because. <laughs> Like you said earlier, the American church, American Christian culture is dominated by the shadow of megachurches. So even though they are the minority of churches, they set the agenda for what the church culture will look like, okay? So megachurches spend so much time and so many resources creating these like super sticky sermons. Like there's so much work put into writing a message. And again, some of these pastors have research teams and you'll have three, four people who are doing research for you, packaging it, putting it together, giving you a summary that you then can take and put into something else and run past a, a stinking, you know, marketing team practically to see if it's going to work. And mega churches have created a culture where it's expected that the pastor become like a great orator, that the pastor has to stand up and be on this like this mountaintop level of speaking ability. But it's, you know, the, the, the wizards behind the curtain or, you know, the guys behind the curtain, because because these guys, as much ability as they have naturally, there's a whole team behind them getting into that. That creates a problem for small church pastors where even if you're a good speaker, you don't have that time. You don't have that team. You're doing other things. And we need, see, I'm preaching now, but we need to recapture this idea that church is not about sitting for an hour and listening to an amazing sermon and having like a really great uh, musical experience. But church is about the relationships, the community, about a pastor that you can call who's going to show up when you find out that you have cancer right? Church is about the story that you've told a couple times of a pastor sitting on your bed with you and putting his arm around you and hugging you and telling him you that your grandma, your grandma died. Yeah. Right. So that's what church is. That's what community is. That's what, right. This, this kingdom living that we're part of is and small church pastors, because we sit in the shadow of this idea that, Oh, you have to be a great orator. You have to be able to give a phenomenal sermon and great study guides and all this kind of stuff. No, 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 no. You you get to live with people and be with people. Scott Dalen shared a couple posts on Facebook of baptisms that he did and then some people who joined his church. And I was like, that's it, man. Like kids who went through confirmation. And I'm like, these kids are looking at him like he's their pastor. They know him. He took them through confirmation. Like it's not about how well he preaches. I'm sure he preaches fine. It's not about how well he preaches. It's about how well he lives with people. And that's we got we to gotta figure that out. Let people go listen to David Platt. That's fine. You are there. You're in their life. You're with them, and that's so much more valuable. A couple months ago, I was I was leaving the auditorium one day after the message, and a guy stopped me and he said, "Hey, hey, Jeff, you're, you're preaching in the Book of Acts. 
you know, Andy Stanley has a really, really, really great message on the chapter that you're going to be on next week. You really should listen to it. I'll, I'll email you a link to it. I'm like, okay, okay. And I left. Now, you know, how, how is my mind working then after that, you know, when, when that happens? Now, he meant well. And he was trying to be encouraging, and indeed it was a great message. But like you of course said, it was. the research teams, <laughs> right. the time dedicated, you know, the guy who grows up with a megachurch pastor as yep. his dad and just yep. is naturally gifted with all of these skills. I yep. mean, that's wonderful. You're not going to take wonderful. anything away from yeah, that. Yeah, we need great preachers. But that's I, great. as soon as that happened, I thought about all of you who are out there in smaller churches because, you know, we're the 200 churches, guys. Yeah. I thought about all of you and the fact that when this happens to you, it's so easy to get discouraged. And I yes. thought, man, I feel bad for men and women out there who have this happen to them and they don't have a Johnny, right, to knock ideas around with and sure. to talk theology with sure. and to take a good idea and make it a great idea. They may not have somebody in their life that they can do that with, right. and they're on their own, and all they've got is maybe their computer, hard. their library. You right? did it for 30 days. I did it for three months last year. Yeah, man. That's solo right. stuff. That's hard work. It is. So for the solo pastors, so, so let's speak to the solo pastors for just a minute. Uh, the, your relationships with your people, the love that you have for your people, Bingo. the caring, the pastoral care, uh, the knowing, the, like uh, somebody once said to us, Johnny, you know their dog's name. Yeah, right. Right? You mm-hmm. know when their kids are graduating yep. or when certain things are happening. The smaller the church, the more you can know about the families and the people in your church. So take that time to have a relationship-driven ministry and not a platform-driven ministry. Because I, I was looking at a, some stats in this infographic earlier, Johnny, and it said that the, the, the largest mega churches, like 72 or 3% of them, depend on their small group ministry yeah. to accomplish pastoral care Has in their to church. Be. Yeah. So the problem is the larger the church, the harder it is to care for people. So they have to create small groups, which essentially are little congregations within the larger church that can care for people. In a small church, you can just do that because you don't have so many people. Right. And uh, that's something that's great about small churches and that small church pastors need to feel affirmed in. Instead of being, that, they often get overwhelmed, they get disillusioned, yep. they get discouraged by their church's perhaps lack of health and and obvious lack of quote-unquote growth, right? It's yeah. a numbers game, right? And so if, if the chart is not, if the graph isn't going forward and, and to the right and up, then they feel like they're not, you know, they're not doing anything. Because and, we're, we're completely comparing ourselves to right? wildly successful churches. And the, the comparison trap is, uh, yeah. it, it, it's, it's never going to work. Nope. It's never going to work because there's always going to be a church that's larger than our church. Yeah. Now, <laughs> Exactly. We we, we exactly. just touched on briefly a few minutes ago, you know, the, the two plus million dollars worth of mission stuff that's gone out. Yeah. Now, some pastors will hear that and they'll say, man, that's all? That's all they've given over the last 12 years? Sure. You know, we give two million, $2 million a year. That's that's 24 million. Sure. And our church, man, we've only given, you know, like 2.4 or 2.5 million over the course of. But how about the church that gives, you know, $1,000 a year yeah. to missions? That's $12,000. But when you add all those things up, there's impact and there's meaning and there's significance. Right. And you can't let yourself get discouraged in the small church ministry because that's what most churches are. They're small. Yeah, you can't remember and celebrate if you're comparing, right? 
Oh, let's remember and celebrate that we've given this much money. Yeah, but that other church gave twice that much money. <laughs> Ten times. I don't. We're not getting into that. Like that, you gotta. You have to remember what God's done in your congregation. Not look down the road. I, I to was at a conference one. once, and they said, "Hey, when you set goals, set all your goals. Try to be realistic. Yep. Set your goals. Yep. And then after you're done, add a zero to every one of them. Come on, and shoot for it. Don't really. I mean, that's that is Johnny. That is exponential thinking." <laughs> and that's what's going to move the church forward. Exponentially stupid. Exponential thinking. <laughs> if you're going to try to, to, you know, to grow by three times, let's make it thirty times. You know how you sell that? You call uh, it God's dream. That's well, how you sell you that. Go. That's there God's go. dream. That's, that's a, God's dream for your church. It's a God sized dream. <laughs> Stop. So, I can't. We can't. So, I can't even get into it. That's horrible. So, Johnny, what do you think is the key to church growth? I think that uh, health is the key to church growth. Are you sure? Church health? I'm positive. I'm positive. What if, uh, what if there's an unhealthy church that's growing, though? Then that must not be the key. We can't name names, and I have no desire to, but that happened. And it happened for about a decade, the last decade, and then something bad happened, and now that church is no more. Well, I'm glad you're not naming names because I don't even know what the church is. There you is, go. So, well, anybody so who good. knows knows. But that so it 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 looks good, and you can get an outreach magazine, and ha, oh, wow, you're look at you on the cover of Christianity Today because you got the fastest growing church in America. It, it's not gonna make any difference. It's not gonna make any difference because it's gonna fall apart if it's rotten on the inside. It's gonna get thrown away when well, it comes home. Somebody said that church growth without church health is cancerous. Was that Vader's? I don't remember. Okay. I mean, that's okay. That's not going to always be true across the board in the same way. But if you don't have a healthy church, what are you reproducing? Right. Bingo. What are you growing? You know, you're just growing uh, an unhealthy church to be a bigger unhealthy church. Well, I've heard Vader say, right? Healthy things grow. Well, cancer grows. So yeah. it's not it's not right. the case. Right. It's not so quaint and you know trite. Maybe maybe healthy growing churches are the only kind of truly growing churches. And remember the metrics: growing in deeper relationships with Jesus Christ, growing in our impact in our community, growing in how much we're loving each other and our neighbors. Are we growing in those things? Growing in budget and attendance. <sighs> <laughs> it's a lost nobody, cause, right? Nobody doesn't want to grow in those ways. Right. But the the pathway to growing in those ways is not to add an extra zero. That's exponential growth. Yeah. The the pathway is loving God and loving others. And it's, anything that's not that, it it's not good. It's like a baby. You know, you got a, a, a what, a one and a half month old? Yes, I do. Right? What if, you know, that, that kid, he, he has to grow. He, he has to grow he quicker. Does. <laughs> he has to grow quicker, though. We need to have yeah. quick baby growth here. And so we need uh, to get him to be like six feet by by first grade, by first grade, so that he could you know be the number one in his class. We'd in a be whole concerned, bunch of right? We'd be worried. But see, churches do that though. No, they we don't grow. Worry. They grow, but what are they growing? They're only growing a crowd. Yeah. Right now, again, don't hear what we're not saying. We're, we're not, not saying not, every church. Right, yeah, no, no, right. no. But you can you can grow a crowd. You can and not grow a church. And growing yeah. a church is hard work. There's nothing healthy inherently healthy about a crowd. There's nothing healthy about a crowd. No, I don't think there's anything healthy. In fact, when about you a have crowd. a crowd, it's a lot of work to, to keep it healthy. To, to yeah. get it healthy and keep it healthy yeah. is a lot of work. Yes. A crowd left to itself, terrible, well, look yeah. at the political process. Bang. Right? That's a crowd left to itself. <laughs> right. There really isn't necessarily wisdom in numbers. No. There's wisdom in the right numbers and the certain kind of people. Yeah. 
So exactly. So two hundred churches. So that's why we do time, what we do. Yeah. It's time for pastors to stop looking in the mirror, questioning themselves, asking why their church isn't growing. Hey, do ministry where you're at. Yep. Love the people in your church. Yep. Year after year, faithfully, you try to grow. Grow yep. yourself. Grow yourself and grow your leaders. Grow in your love for your community. Grow in your love for your people. Grow in your love for God. All these things. All these things will cause your church to grow as God grows it. Exactly. Not as you use the 21st century strategies. Right. And when when God decides to do something and you've got a large church and all of a sudden in a few years it's like five, 6,000 people, well, praise God. Yep. Thank, thank God for it. Yep. But don't expect your church to be that way. That is not the norm. And you're, you are uh, unnecessarily discouraged and frustrated if you think that is the norm. It right. is not the norm. And no. it's time to stop beating yourself up for it. Right. And that's why you and I have the audacity to do a podcast and call it 200 Churches yeah. and, not, and not have as part of our purpose and mission teaching our people how to grow their churches. That is unique. That's unique. A small that we would be about small churches talking to small churches, wanting small churches to be the best small like best churches they can be, and not talk about how to grow. It's really interesting, Johnny. We're going through the Book of Acts in our in our church. Yeah, we just finished chapter eleven yesterday. It's amazing how many times in the first eleven chapters, God inserts Himself and just does something unilaterally. Yeah. to grow His church. Yep. And it's amazing how many times people get involved and they try this. They have no, they have no power to grow the church. <laughs> right? They, they don't. I mean, they're just doing stuff. Hopefully, stuff that God has told them to do. Sometimes not. Sometimes with fear. Oftentimes in the dark. And I'm talking about the church leaders, the early church leaders in Acts chapter one through eleven. Yeah. But so many times God inserts Himself and God Himself does stuff. And it's our relationship with God and with each other's that with each other that is key. Yep. And the whole church growth thing, we need to leave to God. We need to, to work hard, do our best, yep. and leave the results to him. Yes. Yep. Absolutely. So we uh we're glad that you listen. We're glad that you're part of our little two hundred churches family here. Um we, we wanna keep on putting out encouraging content and hopefully in the future we, we put out content that helps you grow as a pastor and as a person. And uh, because we believe in strong small churches, we believe in strong pastors and healthy pastors and healthy small churches. That's uh, that's what we're about. And that's what we can uh, continue to do. We're going to keep on getting amazing guests on. We got somebody named Janine Brown who's going to be coming on soon. Janine. Oh my goodness. Dr. Brown. Just phenomenal guests. We're just going to keep on putting out content that we believe in and that is going to be, we get emails all the time that you're encouraged. Okay. We get emails all the time that this is making a difference to you, that this is making an impact on your ministry, on your family, on your life. Every time we get an email like that, it's 10 more podcasts in the bank for us. You know what I mean? Like we just want to keep on doing this and growing this. So if you uh, are a new listener and you want to spread this out to your friends, you want to send this to somebody, I think this would be a great episode to send just to show them this is what this podcast is about. Some of our episodes are, you know, they get weird and heady and whatever. They're great episodes, but this is a good episode to share. So if you wouldn't mind sharing this episode, that'd be great. If you don't mind leaving a review on iTunes, uh, we always appreciate those. iTunes reviews, Johnny. Yeah, do we you, don't talk about do them Do you much. know that two months ago, I reinstated my 
my little program that sends me the reviews right to my email yeah. inbox. Yeah, do you get a bunch? It's $5 a month. Yeah. Do you know how many I've gotten in the last six weeks? Oh. Zero. No. Jeff Zero, is paying Johnny. money for nothing. He's flushing his money down the <laughs> toilet. Now, you need to give us reviews recently, so that Jeff doesn't cry. Recently, I sent an email out to all of our subscribers. We had a said, bump hey, after that. Yeah, we, we had a bump. But it's like 1% of the people that received that email, 1% actually took the time to get on iTunes. This is what I'm saying about no hustle. Out. This is what I'm saying about us See, having no hustle. We, I, yeah, we don't, we're not very good promoters. <laughs> we need to have so, Angela just record a tag about leaving a rating and review. If yeah, if you would ever find it in your cruel cold heart <laughs> to leave a review, and you can even say we're terrible. I mean, don't say Please it unless don't. we Give are. Give it five stars and then say we're terrible. Yeah, yeah, that would be good. That would be good. In fact, you know what? Just don't even leave a re- review if you're going to leave a bad one. Let's just be honest, Johnny. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> oh, we're at the end. We're at the end. We're at the end. The plane is landing. That's right. And we thank you for listening today to the 200 Churches Podcast. We hope you've been encouraged and inspired by this episode of the 200 Churches Podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe at 200churches.com and receive the guy's free PDF download called Our 7 Favorite Ministry Resources. You can count on us to be back next Wednesday with another brand new shiny episode just for you. Until then, may God bless you as you lead and love the people in your 200 church. That's awesome. <laughs> I don't think it's going to come out. It would not. It would. There's no way that that's going to be on there. How long? You didn't hit it yet, did you? It hasn't been recording. It. I saw the light, you lying liar. I saw the light. Don't you dare try to light. freak me out like no that. No more darkness. No more I looked over. Night. I said, oh, it's recording. Good. Yeah. We're not so pulling a Fitch. Six minutes. We're not doing that David Fitch thing we did last time.